And we're back. Episode six of Cellar Dwellers. The boys are all separated this time. It's our first fully remote episode. Sean McGeehan here. Guys, what's been going on, man? Kyle, you're in your golf fit here. What's going hey, on with got, that? Uh, just got back from work about 15 minutes ago. A pretty solid day. Okay, well, how's that been going? Because we talked about that last week. You've been sanitizing the cards and all yeah, that. Well, uh, just more bitch work. I had to mulch like a flower bed today just put new mulch in there even though that's supposed to be the grounds crew job but for some reason we just get stuck having to do everything are you getting any tips or anything no my club doesn't tip it's like every golfer gets charged a ten dollar gratuity okay that's right i think yeah yeah yeah. okay all right anything with nick pat anything new and exciting question do you ever just wear the hat uh some I wear like not out because it's dirty as hell, but I'll wear it if I go like biking or something. Oh, just okay. Throw it okay. on backwards. You gotta wash it, dude. I, I feel like because I had a hat from um when I worked at a golf course and they always give out fresh. Oh um, yeah, like fresh white hats. I you need to get a new one. They have some really sweet ones. I want to get a new one. This one's like two years old. Yeah, you know golf what course hats are the best. Kyle, what course is that, Kyle? Oh, it's the uh, Union League at uh, Tarsdale. All right, so I have a question. I've never known this. Is that like a, the Union League in Philadelphia? Is like is yeah, those yeah. members go there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's like big money. It's like yeah, big time. Like yeah, oh, big sh- money there. Yeah, big baller <laughs> status over oh, there. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Pat, I know a lot of our viewers aren't going to see this, but just bring your head a little bit close to the camera. Let's let's check out that quarantine cut. <laughs> Woo, oh, man. baby! Wow, that looks clean, baby. For those who cannot see. Pat just went full send on – we're going to call it a mullet, I guess. He's calling it the hockey haircut, and it, it looks like a cock. It's kind of – it's like a combination of both. Like, it kind of looks like Patrick Kane's uh, – well, I guess, I guess his was a mullet, but um, – That was a mullet, the Patty Kane mullet. Yeah, it, it's basically a mullet, but it's not – it's not a full mullet. Like, like remin- reminiscent of, like, Joe Dirt. That's what I'm getting some jokes. Kind of like that. I, I, right yeah. now, there's a pregame in the back. Soon, there'll be a party in the back. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, need a, I need a bigger party in the back, but that'll happen. Yeah, it just soon. needs to grow out a little more. When you have a hat on, though, you can't tell. It just looks like a fresh haircut. When no, I'll, look, I'll, it's I'll put it on right now. Yeah, then you can't tell. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, unless I want like that, maybe. But Oh, yeah. Even Denver Nuggets good. jeans. Denver Nuggets the, jeans. Denver Nuggets jeans. <laughs> so kyle's been golfing pat's been giving himself haircuts nick anything new and exciting with you buddy oh i've been golfing a little bit not well not well hitting them uh hitting I've, way right but you know it's, i've been wait. watching the ufc fights they've been back i've got the uh the card on right now it's on espn plus i'm looking forward to that it's live i finally got my live sports back you guys watch any of the fights this weekend from usc 249 or no yeah i watched the whole thing any any standouts, Pat? What did you think? Standout? Oh, absolutely. There was hold on. There's there's probably three, but I'll just mention the one that stood out the most to me was the Ninganu fight. Yeah, Polly. he's a monster. He's like a monster. Twenty seconds. Yeah, twenty seconds. I think. Let me look this up while we're talking about this. I'm sure Kyle and Nick. Did you see any of it, or at least the clips online of Francis Ngannou's knockout? Yeah, I think yeah, I saw I, the whole fight online. I mean, it's yeah, only 20, yeah. it was twenty seconds. It's twenty yeah, seconds. I saw the whole thing. Yeah, me yeah. too. I saw the whole thing like five minutes after it happened. And I mean, Yonder that guy's terrifying. He's like the next big thing in the UFC. In my, I mean, he already is the big thing, but I think he could really just become a superstar because this guy's knocking people out like Mike Tyson used to do. And Mike Tyson gave him a shout-out. And I'm sure – I think Mike Tyson's actually given him some tips back in the day. Or not back in the day, but like over the past couple, uh, several years. I'm looking at his pr- past four fights – 20 seconds, a minute and 11 seconds, 26 seconds, and 45 seconds. So the, And these aren't against guys that are no names. You got Curtis Blades, Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and Rosenstrike, who he just beat. So this guy is knocking out killers in the first 20 seconds. It's absolutely insane, man. Insane. Yeah, the, I think the only reason this guy didn't go to the NFL is because he's, uh, he grew up in Africa and then he moved to – Moved to France at some yeah, point he, in his life. Yeah, he so he's never exposed. If he if he was growing up in America, that guy would be a linebacker for sure. So he'd be oh, like a Hall of Fame linebacker. He's a monster, man. He's a monster. And of course, we have to talk about the main event, Pat. Main event. I mean, I'm not 
sure if anyone else watched it. But Justin Gaethje upset Tony Ferguson, Ferguson, who was on a 12-fight win streak over eight years. It was a big mess with the Khabib fight. And then Justin Gaethje comes in, and he takes the interim championship, and now he looks like he's going to fight Khabib. Crazy stuff out of the UFC, fellas. Shout out Eddie Alvarez. I'm pretty sure he said uh, his pick That's right. Justin Gaethje. Hold, yeah. hold, on, hold on. We got to pull our Stephen A here. Our friend. Yeah. That's our friend, Eddie our Alvarez. Friend, Eddie. Our friend, Eddie Alvarez. He told you guys to bet on Justin Gaethje. And, hey, maybe you won some money off of it. I kind of felt bad because a lot of people haven't been betting because there's no sports going on. And they know that I'm into the MMA and UFC stuff. And I, I gave two picks that I was pretty confident in. It was the Cowboy Cerrone fight. And it was the main event of Ferguson versus Gaethje. And I got them both wrong. I felt oh, bad. Got, let's, talk about, let's talk about the Cowboy fight, though, because he got robbed. I had him winning all three rounds. But I had him winning all yeah, three I, rounds. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. For I think what that was is the UFC is kind of getting – they're kind of done with Cowboy. Hold on. Um, we have a conspiracy theory. We have to have a conspiracy theory alert. Uh, yeah, uh, my conspiracy Oh, yeah, let me get my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put it on. Hold on. Let me put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah. <laughs> um, my conspiracy theory is that the UFC's done with uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Not that he, they don't like him as a person, but he's just losing every fight. His last like three fights, I think, something like that. And and he's getting. Pretty... Go ahead. Yeah, he's getting pretty old right now. So I think they're they see Pettis as like the younger guy, more potential. Um, I'm not sure how old Pettis is. Let me check. He's he's older, but he's I don't think he's as old as um as uh, Cerrone is. Okay. And it, we have to make sure that you guys know that oh, it was only 33. That is pretty young. Cowboys 37. Right. Um, it is the athletic commissions that have the – pick the result of the fight. It's not like the UFC gets to decide the winner and loser. It is the athletic commissions. But the same logic applies where maybe they think the athletic commissions are onto something suspect. I did have Cowboy winning that fight, though, and I felt bad because I told everyone, bet on Cowboy, bet on Cowboy, bet on Cowboy, because he was riding a three-fight losing streak, now Mm four-fight losing streak, and he won the fight in my eyes. He won the fight, and then they didn't give it to him. So maybe don't come to me for your MMA bets after all, people. Interesting that we brought up Mike Tyson, though, with being Ganu training. Nick's shaking his head. I'm back. (laughs) two simple words just like mj i'm back he's been posting videos of him training and jeepers jones as he looks scary man he looks like he could still get in the ring yeah did you see uh evander holyfield then posted a uh a video of it yeah of himself training yes uh but he was far he was way slower if they fight he's gonna die yeah man i that would be incredible (laughs) That, that would Evander be Evander Holyfield. Fight. That is Evander Holyfield. Oh, Parker, do you die. remember George LaRock from the? He played for like yeah, the yeah. I remember. He was, t- he was one of the best fighters. He was like the NHL heavyweight for a long time. Right. He, uh, he challenged him on Instagram to a charity fight. Who did he challenge? Oh, Mike I think Tyson. I saw that. Yeah. Oh my god. He's got like that ten years be... on him. He's got like ten. He's like forty-two, I think. He would get his. I. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I would give it to Tyson. I think he would get you his head to to knocked Tyson, off. Yeah. Like, I think Mike Tyson would hit him so hard he could hit a 55-yard field goal with his Yeah, head. I think so. <laughs> Tyson looked like he could, like, hop in against a fighter in his prime right now and still, like, put up a fight, if not win. Is that a tease, or is he actually back? He's, uh, apparently, he said, like, he wants to come. I saw something on Twitter. Don't know how true I it saw is. his trainer and everything but also talking. He was like, yeah, I'm, like, back in the mode, on the mindset. Like, I want to fight. Like, I'm there. I hey, think he'd do a fight for charity. Yeah, I he, think he might would. just fight. You know who else is back? Old McGee. I'm back. <laughs> Check it out. I got my Apple Watch on. It was the first time I put this thing on since quarantine. Once quarantine started, I said, no working out. It was my number one rule. <laughs> I was just going to let it be, and whatever happened, happened. And then – this thing started collecting dust, the Apple Watch. And I said, okay, I got I to gotta get my, my rear end back into shape over here. So starting tomorrow, I literally just put this on right before the podcast. Old McGee's back working out. I'm going to do a workout challenge. I don't, I don't know what it is, but this <laughs> podcast will hold me to it. Dude, I can send you some workouts. I did, like, just started last week. And there, my sister sent me these workouts that 
she used to get from the gym she went to. It's like some all woman's gym and they do like fitness classes. These workouts are so intense. Okay, like, then we should do a challenge. We should yeah. like all challenge each other to work. Are, is, are you guys working out or is I the only one not working out? Here? I haven't touched a weight or a gym, like anything close to being in the gym. I've been working out like as much as I can. We have on Black Friday in like the 90s, my dad bought like this whole like weight thing. Like it's like I could do squats, bench. There's like bands on it. Um, okay. I have like dumbbells. We I have, have like some dumbbells. curl bar. Like I have like a lot. Like I pretty much have like everything I would do in a gym. Like not everything, but I could get like a normal lift in in my basement. So I've been trying to do that. And then we have like a stationary bike too. So I'm riding that. Okay. And see, initially, right, like literally the first day of quarantine, maybe Tyson Fury. Every morning he posts like this little at home workout that he does with mm. his wife. And I did it once. It actually was kind of challenging. It was like push ups and burpees and stuff like that. But maybe I'll start working out with Tyson Fury every morning, and I'm going to become the heavyweight champ. Oh, Parker, do you remember Riley Cote? Yeah, I remember him. Dude, he posted a video. It was like the he. It was like on 420. It was like the cannabis workout challenge. And he, he did like a whole like high-intensity interval training like circuit after he took like a, like a full bong pack. I don't, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Who is Riley No, dude. I was gonna say allegedly uh, smoking and working out is actually like really good because it's like you can have like better mind to muscle connection or something like that. Yeah, his I've whole heard, thing. Like, he, you can like focus in on the muscles you want. Yeah, his whole thing he talked about before was like you can't like because he he gets legal stuff. I'm sure. Um, he runs like a hemp company, so. He was like, you can't do too much before you work out. You have to, like, control it and all this stuff, control dosage and just be able to whatever. But it, it was funny. It was hilarious. I laughed so hard watching that. Nick, who is Riley Cote? Uh, he was, a, he was like, an enforcer on the Flyers when I was growing up. He's, I know. That sounded familiar, but yeah. I know he was a hockey guy. And maybe people listening uh, wasn't sure who Riley Cote was and stuff like that. But uh, Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. I, I'm the last guy to, to know about any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe Riley Cote is on to something. <laughs> Real quick, before we transition off the UFC, Conor McGregor did tease a comeback in July. Who knows whether that would happen or not, but if he comes back, sure to be a banger. I'm always down for a good McGregor fight. That Twitter thread was insane. When he said he was going to put uh, Gaethje's uh, teeth on a necklace, Yeah, that was electric. That he was has electric. a way with words, Nick, doesn't he? Yeah, I – I would love to know like what he's doing when he starts firing off those threads. Like, is he just drinking some proper 12? Like I'm just yeah. he's allegedly right like, now and just starts firing them. He is allegedly not drinking as much because of course, in the past several months ago, he was in the news for all negative types of stuff, punching the old man and smashing the phone. And then in the lead up to the cowboy fight, he apparently just went cold Turkey stopped drinking, but I'm sure he's uh, drinking now, especially after that post fight press conference, he said he was going to have, proper 12 all down at the after party so i'm sure he's drinking a little bit but apparently he's off the alcohol somewhat somewhat at least but i think there is probably some intoxication when he was firing off those tweets and they were cracker tweets as well i liked them yeah what, come on what, what provoked him to like tweet that i was just like out of the blue or well no that was the night of the fight it was the night of the fight no yeah i get oh, that are you talking like, about the father stuff that he mentioned no like why like why was why was he saying that he would like put his teeth on a necklace? Like, is he supposed to fight him? Well, well yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like he would. So Gaethje's gonna fight uh, Khabib now, and then okay. Connor will probably he'll either fight Tony Ferguson or the winner of that fight, most likely. Oh, okay. Right. They of course the UFC. The problem with Connor McGregor is is the gate. The live gate is all the money you bring in from the live event, and with no fans there, the live gate's not going to be as high, obviously. And it's when you have a guy like McGregor, you don't want to sacrifice that live gate. So it's been speculated that they might just wait until this is all over and fans can come back for McGregor to fight again. But he wants to fight three times this year. So he's teased a fight comeback in July. And all Khabib's apparently able to come back much earlier than originally expected. But now news just broke literally several hours ago that his dad's in a coma. And his dad, for those of you who don't know, is like his main training guy. It's um, It's like... And they they have a good bond, an inseparable bond. So who knows how long Khabib's going to be out? Well wishes for his father to recover from the coma and everything, but who knows? Anyway, let's transition out of the UFC. 
Nick, I think we spoke earlier this week about some an interesting proposal for the NHL going forward. We're talking about when are sports going to come back, and that's pretty much what everyone's concerned about now, especially now that we've had a live event with the UFC having a couple events this week. But, Nick, what was that proposal that you mentioned about the NHL possibly changing the way its season is scheduled? So I've, heard, I've just seen a couple of things about people saying uh, the NHL might permanently say that we, can't, we finish the season in July and August this year. They might just permanently make their season end in July and August because right now they're competing head-to-head with the NBA during playoffs. And the NHL playoffs are awesome, but if you're an NBA fan, which I feel like a lot more people in America are, they're going to watch the NBA playoffs. So instead of going head-to-head with the NBA – They'll go in the dog days, the MLB season, and they'll have their playoffs then, like, 4th of July till college football starts in August. Okay. That would be great. And, like, you're down – like, I I just think that would be unbelievable. I think the ratings will go up. I think they'll get bigger. Like, the players will start making more money. It'll suck they'll lose their summers, but hopefully this will give them enough money that they can just go somewhere warm in the winter when they're not playing in, like, the fall and winter. They're all from, like, Canada anyway. Do they even care about nice weather? Like, they're used (laughs) to all being cold. I'm totally on board for that. Kyle and Pat, I'll let you get your word in and I'll, I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent because I'm totally in for this, but you guys take it away. No, I just think that's like great for the fans because once it comes to like July and August, the only thing on is baseball. And I like baseball, but it's just so boring sometimes. So like, it'll be nice to finally have something else that you can watch and tune into that doesn't take five hours to finish a game. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. Um, and I, I, I like the fact that they wouldn't be on during the NBA finals because I think a lot of people miss out on playoff hockey and that's the best version of hockey there is. I mean, obviously you can say that for any sport, but playoff hockey is just something different that I think a lot of people don't, who like maybe are watching the NBA finals wouldn't even care to see. And it's definitely worth watching, I think. Yeah, I'm totally in for that because it's right before college football season kicks off and there's nothing really going on but baseball and no one watches really a full nine-inning baseball game all the time, right? So it would be great. You'd be outside in the summer on the beach, put your feet up, go back, watch them play off hockey. Now, we experienced this in Nashville a little bit. We were outside on Broadway. Remember this, boys? What bar was that? Uh, Redneck Riviera, I think it was. Yeah. The we got there. Flyers were on, the Rangers were on. It was a beautiful day outside, and yep. somehow we got the Philly team on at the Nashville Bar. It was perfect weather. Some beers were going back, and hockey was going on. That would be perfect, especially if it was playoff hockey, like you said, Pat. Um, best form of hockey there is. I know I'm not as into hockey as you and Nick are, but ever since we went to that game earlier this year, I've been like hooked on hockey it's, it was so like i could watch it on tv for hours after that game it was so sick man i loved it so i'm totally in on that the best part about that redneck riviera trip was uh that i got to be in sweat since we just came from the airport <laughs> yeah. that was it by was far the best part it was perfect yeah. everyone who hasn't gone to nashville you gotta go it is some city man it is some town i would go back there in a heartbeat but let's switch to mlb we'll stick with the comebacks unless you guys have anything else you want to add about the NHL stuff. I think we're all good there. We're all for that. Permanently changing would be a huge change, but possibly one that would benefit everybody, fans, players alike. Yeah. MLB's teasing a July comeback. I don't know how they would do it. I think they said an 82 game season and you only play teams that are pretty much in your division. I believe that's it. Mm-hmm. Biodome out. No more biodome, but this new alternative is in shorter season. You only play localish teams. Thoughts, fellas? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Like, I would love it. I think the MLB season should be shorter anyway. So I think 82 games would be great. The only problem is like the owners are so cheap. I'm like so done with billionaires now. I think they should all just be gone. Kyle, anti-Billy. Yeah, dude. Like, you're 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 a billionaire, and you don't want to have a season play out because you're going to lose a little bit of money. Like, even right. if you lose that money, you're not going to go from a billionaire down to a millionaire. Like, okay. just, just let them play. Just pay their sal- pay their full salaries like they deserve and just stop being so greedy. So, are you on board, it seems, for this 82-game season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think something be, like that. Yeah, I absolutely am. And that would cut it – that would be exactly in half, right? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a 162-game season, so yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 81. Maybe I'm getting the number. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the same. Yeah, I don't – cutting the season in half. 
I don't get how they how they're having a problem playing uh, paying their players when there's there's a lot of teams in the MLB that have like no one at their games. There's no like there you go you go to like a Marlins game. There's like 50 people there. What are they really? <laughs> so like, isn't every team prepared to play their to pay their players? I've um, seen some packs that are not, and some that are. The Phillies, I believe, are they doing a good job with it, right? Uh, Kyle and Nick, you're gonna have to, again. You're the baseball boys in this one, so they're paying until was it October? I think they said they're safe. Yeah, that's like they're all their just all the workers that for uh, okay. work for the Phillies. I don't know about the players. I don't know what's going on with that, but I know like all the workers are have their jobs are. St- salaries are safe until at least my thing is why can't they just renegotiate the tv deal this year to make up for it because everybody's gonna watch it they'll have way better ratings this year than they've ever had especially if they're the only sport that comes back people will watch baseball and when it's 82 games it's like a sprint to the finish it's not 162 every game's way more important so i feel like i mean i guess everybody's hurt and it is a recession but like i feel like tv companies should be doing well everybody's watching tv you know so I feel like maybe if the, if they could renegotiate that deal, like a one-year thing, just furlough the uh, the contract until, like, next year, they retake off on the other one. But um, I don't know. I'm yeah, also, like – Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. I'm really intrigued to see – like, I would love to see an 82-game schedule where they only play regional teams because I feel like you're going to use pitchers, way like, way differently. Like, guys are not going to be resting their arm because they have a 162-game schedule and all this. Like, if – Aaron Nola, like what happened at opening day a year ago where they pulled Aaron Nola after six, or was that two years ago? Uh, regardless. I think that was two, that was two years ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. They pulled like him real on. quick. Yeah, in Cincinnati, they pulled him super quick. Like you're not going to see stuff like that because guys are going to be making half the starts. Mm-hmm. Like okay. that'll be interesting to see. You're playing regional teams, so NL and AL are playing each other a lot more because like, we're not going to go travel – to play the Dodgers. We're going to play the Yankees and the Red Sox probably a lot more this year. So are we going to have a DH in the NL? Okay. That makes sense. That would be interesting. But I also read, there's this kid I follow online. He goes to Purdue. He wrote a book uh, about like weird baseball stats, kid Jeremy Frank. He's like good follow on Twitter if you're into like weird baseball stats. But he was saying like, he was looking at like the war, which is like an analytic uh, for whatever. For um, something for baseball, I don't get yeah, it. Wins above replacement. Yeah. It's like how many wins you bring to your team above an average MLB player? Yeah, which I don't understand how they calculate that at all. But he was saying it's like more fair if they just keep it the way it is because the NL teams aren't prepared to have a DH, and like the guys are going to end up putting in as a DH would just be like are just meant to be a bench player. Okay, you Yo, know. So wait, I want to ask about that. What do you guys like, especially you and Kyle? Like, what do you guys think about the DH not or having a DH versus not having one because since they're going to be playing the local teams, the AL and NL teams are going to have to play each other a lot. Yeah. I just, I think they should just go to DH like universal DH, both leagues. I don't really, I don't want to watch pitchers hit. Like it's cool when pitchers in this season run. too. Yeah. Like, I just think like for any season, like from here on out, there should just be DH. Like let's it's, make it's sure. Really, it, I was going to say, it's really cool when pitchers hit home runs, but that rarely happens. So, like, I don't want to watch a, a free out pretty much for the rare occasion that a pitcher will get a hit or hit a home run. And I want to make sure – I keep cutting everyone off today, my bad boys, but I just want to make sure we're getting this somewhat clear because the New York Times is the article that I got this from, and I believe you're mainly playing teams in your division, so I'm not sure if we're really going to be doing, like, the games versus, like, the Red Sox and stuff. I think it'd be, like, the Braves and the Nationals and the Mets. For the, for okay. The, like the so, it's not just regional. I think they will be regional games where, like, you play teams that are close in proximity to you, but the main chunk of your games will be against teams in your division. And it says they would hold another version of spring training for two or three weeks in mid-June, either at home parks or at complexes in Arizona or Florida. And those are two states that are obviously opening right now. But they do mention the designated hitter, hitter rule adopted in 1973 by the American League. For a little no, fact, a fact check right there. I don't like that actually. If it's if it's only within the division, I think that's totally unfair. I mean, I didn't know that. I, I think that's totally unfair. It's not for, totally. Like they're gonna they're still gonna have games outside of the division. I just don't. I think I think the only games the Phillies will have outside their division is with the AL East. I don't think you'll see. Maybe they'll play the Pirates okay. too, who are the NL Central. Right. But I I really or like the Reds maybe, but I don't see them going. Okay, here it is. Anywhere outside that. 
I'm going to read it right here. Uh, according to the New York Times, to minimize travel, teams would play only against divisional rivals as well as teams in, course, in the corresponding geographic division of the opposite league. Okay, so, yeah, we would play NL East and AL East. So, yes. yeah, the Yankees, Red Sox. Right. Okay. But I don't and even know, like – And it says that happen. they would plan to have a designated hitter for all games, even in the National League. So, there you go, fellas. Like, this is a good idea and all, but I don't know how this happened because, like, L.A. County said they're still going to shut down for, like, three more months. So, then, like, you get, like, the Dodgers and Angels and teams – Arizona said they need them at a spring training facility. They did. Yeah, okay. that's what they said. Arizona and Florida are the backup plans if you can't have okay. it at your home ballpark. Um, but the other thing with like the DH is I think it helps the Phillies a lot because I think Reese Hoskins sucks at, at every position in the field. Um, he wasn't great in left field. He's a first baseman, and he makes a lot of mistakes at first base that major league first baseman should not be making. It's a very it's anyway. <laughs> hey, with the chest, man, get it off, okay, man. It's getting triggered. Don't hold back, Nick. No, it's not that. I just don't want to sound like – I mean, because he's way better than me at it. So, like, I don't want to – Of course. Yeah, of course. We're not pretending like we're major league athletes, though. I'll go off on Reese Hoskins. Yeah. I'll do it. Because remember a couple weeks ago when I talked about how I never got a ball? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? It was Reese Hoskins. We were in left field, and he kept throwing it to the same group of teenage girls, man. That guy, man. I really just wanted a baseball. So, hey, go off on Reese Hoskins. No, but, I mean, I guess, like, I don't really know who – his replacement would be at first because he would definitely be a DH. Like, are they, would they bring bomb up and let him play first? Yeah, I think, I think so. And then maybe like go after a free agent third baseman in the future or something. Or I think they might just move bomb back to third and go after a first baseman. Cause I think he's third baseman, even if he, but I've also read that he might be too tall. He's six, five. He'd make a great first baseman. He'd make a great first baseman. I mean, he's not a lefty, but still he'd make a great first. You don't have to be, it's, that's not that big a deal anymore. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'm definitely down for just I'm personally down for every single sport, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever you have to do to get the sports back, do it. Of course there's obstacles that are gonna get in the way and they would not they may stop it from happening. But if there's any feasible way to get sports back, I'm in for it, man. I am in for it. All right, fellas, good stuff as always. Let's take a quick break and remind everyone that support for Cellar Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools to protect your family jewels. Fellas, we all have a time when we've nicked or cut ourselves while we're manscaping. I know what happens to me all the time. It's not funny, and that's why you need to get Manscaped especially because they have a redesigned electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And Pat, let me tell you, guys, everybody, this is premium. And when I say premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave if you need it. And the coolest feature about this thing is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. You won't have to worry about any nicks or cuts. You see everything crystal clear. And on top of that, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud with this intelligently designed stand that's a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to us right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping using the code SELLERDWELLERS on manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this deal. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping using the code SELLERDWELLERS on manscaped.com. That's C-E-L-L-A-R-D-W-E-L-L-E-R-S. No spaces. Manscaped.com. Go get your lawnmower 3.0. You will not regret it. But let's get back to the show. One more sport I think we have to cover because I don't really want to touch about NFL just yet because falls pretty far away. 
is the NBA, who seems like they're waiting until the last possible second to make the decision whether or not to return. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're all on the same page here. We all want it to return. Am I correct in saying that, fellas? Absolutely. Okay. Now yeah. let's transition to this. Oh, oh go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I would. I just don't know how this is all going to happen. The MLB seems to have a plan laid out. I'm not sure how the NBA does it, but I think it would be easiest for the NBA to return because it's the smallest amount of people involved. Where you have an NFL that's a 50-plus man roster plus all the coaches. Right. And NBA, it's only a 12-man rotation, right? And coach and assistant coach. And if everyone tests positive, it's easy. A big obstacle that other teams or other leagues are going to have to face is they need to get testing for everyone that's going to be there without jeopardizing the public getting testing, if that makes sense. You guys with me? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So the NBA has the least amount of players, and it seems it would be easiest for them to return simply because of the numbers, where the other teams have to worry about getting all these tests and taking the test away from public and regular citizens like you guys and me. So I don't know how they return, but Pat, finish off your thought. Um, well, before I get to that, uh, what you were saying is they're not going to have enough tests. I think by the time they, they do come back, they're going to have plenty of tests. Like right now in Philadelphia, you can go to any Rite Aid and get tested if you feel like it. Like if you want to, you can just go to Rite Aid and get some type of – I don't know if it's – I think that's different tests though. Or it's, it's some type of different test. I think it's that antibody test. Yeah, that, right. That test is a little different where it doesn't test – it tests if you have an antibody for it, meaning you would have already had it in the past. Right, but – Either way, um, I think by the time they they get to to opening back up, I think the testing is going to be so widely uh, distributed that it'll be fine with it. And but what I was going to say is that I I've been hearing that like these these NBA players are kind of like iffy on coming back, and you know exactly who those NBA players are. It's like it's the guys in the Phoenix Suns who are yeah. getting. Or because in the NBA you get paid, it's the second highest paying sport in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, behind baseball. So if you're if you're the Suns, why the hell would you care about coming back against this uh, for this season? If you're Devin Booker, you're saying I don't I don't care about playing any more games. Why would he want to play again? That does no make sense. To- that makes sense, and that that transitions perfectly into what I wanted to ask you guys: is if you were a league, a major league. We'll stick with the NBA now, I guess, because we're talking about it, is who makes the decision whether or not to return? Do you do the owners and the commissioner, or is it the players? Uh, I think it I have my own take on it, but I'm going to let you guys go. I think it kind of depends on the league. Like the NBA, I'd say the players have to have a voice because the NBA is just such a player-driven league. Just for context, Kyle, the MLB proposal that we mentioned does require approval from the players' union. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's context, but yeah, I guess that is probably how they do it. They would just put like a vote in the players' union or something, and have the union decide for everyone. But uh, I think the players should have a say. I mean, if they don't feel safe, they shouldn't have to go out and play. But right. for like Pat's thing, if like Devin Booker and them don't want to go out there, then like the resolution is just start the playoffs. Like do like a training camp and for I the don't... teams in the playoffs, and then just start the playoffs. And, and like, I don't think maybe. I don't think maybe Devin Booker was quite a good example because if I'm not mistaken, he got paid pretty well, right? He was on a good contract. I think so. I, yeah, I, yeah. Whatever. whatever. He's on a, I would assume so. We're assuming he's on a pretty lucrative contract. It's got – even though he's on a crappy team, like he still wants to get paid. So he might just want to come back, get his money. It's guys that aren't making that much aren't money. They, that aren't they being paid anyway? Well, yeah. Aren't they, aren't they still getting paid? They're still paid. I'm not sure they're getting paid as much. I. I could be wrong on that. Um, I the season I don't know. already started, so I would think that they're still like getting their money. Whereas like baseball, the season didn't start yet, so that could be a problem. But I don't know. I could be. Yeah, I know the NHL players were getting paid. Like when this happened, they had two paychecks left. They got the second to last one, and then the players' union said just keep the keep the last one. They haven't been paid their last paycheck, and they won't get it until the season restarts because uh, the NHL they have escrow, which I'm not really sure how it works. But I know it's like the amount of money the players have to give back to the team at the end of the year. It's like a percentage every year, and it's dependent on like a lot of factors. And if they don't finish the season, their escrow is going to be crazy next year. So I know the NHL players will probably want to finish no matter what. So 
Okay. But I know that the, for like the NHL, it's probably the same way. The owners or the NHL Players Association will make a proposal to return. Then the other party will have well, to approve it. Let's put it this way. Um, they played most of the season, right? They played the majority of the season. It said there was only 18 games left. 18 games left. So Devin Booker has gotten paid most of his money. I think Devin Booker, with how much he's being paid, might just be like, I don't care. Go to next season. I'm getting – I'm loaded anyway. Meanwhile, you know, there's other players that do want it, but. All right. Well, I'm looking. Adrian Wojnarowski reported that there is a doomsday provision within the collective bargaining agreement that that would allow team owners to not pay players if the remainder <laughs> of the season. Oh, okay, that's good. That's awesome. If the remainder of the season, including playoffs, is canceled. So if the season does end up getting canceled, it looks like, there would be that doomsday clause where they wouldn't get paid. All right. Awesome. I like that. But if uh, it returns, they get paid. At least that's what I'm taking from it. This is on marketwatch.com. Get in the gym, Devin Booker. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Woj also like quote tweeted, Ramona Shelbourne said the Miami Heat opened their practice facility today. Uh, 12 players went in for voluntary, wo- voluntary socially distanced workouts. And then Woj said NBA is hopeful that 22 of the 30 franchises will have o- – Facilities open for voluntary workouts by Monday. How many was that? I missed 22 out of 30, he said. Wow, okay. That would be interesting. I'm personally on board with something similar, I think, I guess, to the NBA or what the MLB is doing, where – because out of 400 and however many players, 450 that are in the NBA, there's no way you're going to get all of them to agree on one specific either no season or season. I think that's where you get the, the commissioner, like Adam Silver. I think he's done a great job. This is his first really big test, though. He's done a really great job. That's what you have those guys there for. That's their job is to make these sorts of decisions. And I think he'll make a very smart one and then maybe send it to, like, the players' union. Because not all players. Are all players in the players' union? You have to be pretty okay. much. All, okay. I mean, like, you could disobey the union. But, but, but you're there, are certain, rude. there are certain, like, head guys, like Chris Paul is the president, right? Yeah, I mean, like okay. – yeah, it depends on the sport. Like each, there's like regional representatives. Like in the NHL, like each team has a rep. Okay. Like an NHL players union rep. So I think maybe that's what you do is you get like a rep from each team and they decide and some something like that. But I think that the actual decisions should be made by the commissioner, and then maybe have the players approve it. Not yeah, every single. That's how player. it has to work. I mean, the union has to agree. If the union doesn't want to play, then they're not going to play. It doesn't matter what Adam Silver tells them to do because he. Doesn't the commissioner technically work for the owners? Like, isn't he, like, the head of the owners? Yeah. And then the players' union's the other party. So, I mean, they both have to be in agreement. I just don't want it to be one of those things where it's having all – every single player has to agree to do this thing because then you're not going to have a season because you're going to have the guys that aren't getting paid at all that are saying this is not worth the risk for me monetarily. I'm not doing it. I think if you have a majority vote of, say – like 60 or 70% of the players and the commissioner and the owner say, let's go back. Then you just rock with it. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like LeBron and uh, a bunch of like Giannis, Steph, all those guys had a video call on Monday talking about how they need to form a united front to re- uh, resume the season. So they want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, know yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Back. I mean, well, Steph, it doesn't really make sense. I don't know why they'd want, why he'd want to come back this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. right. Honestly, if I'm Steph, I don't want to come back. I'm like, let's end it because I want the first pick, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That just gives them the first pick right now. I don't, I mean, I think they're pretty far in the lead for that, right? Yeah. I mean, they still do the lottery and everything, but they'd have the best shot at it. Pat, this is what I want you to say right now, because we've talked about this for the past several months since we're just brought up the draft and, whatever lamello ball is he gonna be a hit or miss um i'd say right now if i had to say right now like if i had to pick i'm saying miss oh man man. dude dude, i do not trust those ball brothers (laughs) come on man why do you gotta be so pessimistic look at look at lonzo ball i thought he was i watched him in college i thought he was really good and I was worried about the, the Sixers passing up on him. 
They did, and I thank God they passed up on Lonzo Ball. You better watch it, buddy. I'm a big Lonzo Ball guy, and he has a couple yeah, games. He, okay, he can pass. The hey, ball. Kyle, you better quit laughing down there as well, because you're a Marco Fultz fan, Kyle. No, no, I'm, I'm off the, I'm off the Marco. Oh, okay, yeah. I was, I was for, no, no, I was for a long time, but. Then he started like saying Philly didn't support him and stuff, and now I'm, I'm off. Dude, there was a stretch where Lonzo went off for like he was averaging like twenty and ten last season. This season. Yeah, that, four, five that, games. That was, a, that was a sick three game stretch. I bet he. It was like it was like six games. It was like Bradford Smith put up thirty seven on Jordan. <laughs> yeah. It was like six Nobody or seven games now. Bradford now. <laughs> it was six or seven games. I'm still on the Lonzo ball train. He's All right, shot. yeah. You remember? Remember that? Uh, that little spurt where Furkan Korkmaz had like two forty-point games during the middle of the season. Not the same, dude. Not remember, the same. remember Lynn Sanity. He yeah, doesn't make Lynn other Sanity. players better. Those guys don't make other players better, dude. Lonzo's Lonzo Ball is Jeremy Lynn. That makes so much sense. No, no, no. Take that back. Uh, Take that back right now. Actually, no, Jeremy Lynn has a ring. Lonzo doesn't. That's fact. Right, oh, my right. God. Dude, you guys are driving me nuts. Lonzo, <laughs> man, I'm rocking with you. I'm going to bring Lonzo on this podcast. You have to start your franchise with one point guard, Lonzo Ball or Jeremy Lin. Who are you taking, Parker? <laughs> you better watch it. You better watch it right now. You better watch yourself, buddy. Uh, probably going Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Don't be so disrespectful. <laughs> Don't be so disrespectful to Lonzo Ball, man. Probably Come on. Jeremy. At least I'll get some three-point shooting out of them. I'm going to get Lonzo Ball. I'm, I'm clipping this, and I'm putting it on Twitter, and I'm going to get Lonzo on this podcast, and I want you guys to all say this to his face that you'd rather have Jeremy Lin instead of him. I will. That's disrespectful. That is disrespectful that you just said that, man. Lonzo Ball is like our age. I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> Look, yeah, but you won't say it to his face that you would rather have Jeremy Lin instead of him? Come on. If I had to say it over Zoom, I, I, w- I mean, no, I probably wouldn't. I'm not mean. I wouldn't be mean to his face. That's so mean. I'm, well, I'm gonna get Lonzo. I don't actually think it's that. No, I like Lonzo Ball. I mean, I don't think he's that good, but I, he's better than Jeremy Lin, probably. Well, anyway, I'm excited for Lamelo. I think Lamelo is gonna be even better than Lonzo, and I'm fully on the Lonzo. Train. I think Lamelo is the best ball brother by far. Oh, yeah. I'm so tired of hearing people talk about Leangelo potentially getting to the league. That kid is not sniffing the NBA. He's in the. Uh, he's sniffing right now, though. He's in. I'm with you, though. He's. I don't he's think he's gonna make. He's like the 13th man on a D league. Yeah, the D league. Okay, see. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make it either unless the Ball brothers work something out where they can all play on the same team. But, I like Lamelo. I mean, as a player, but I, I just can't trust it. How do, how do you trust, how do you trust a, a Ball brother coming into the league when you saw how bad Lonzo became once he entered the league? Although you have to remember that the circumstances were a bit different for Lonzo because he had a lot of extra – we don't have as much right. spotlight on Lamelo as there is on Lonzo. A lot of eyes were on Lonzo. He's been cooking that NBL, too. That's a good league. Yeah, it's a good league. Terrence 2K Ferg only put up, like, three points a game in that league, and he's a good NBA player. Do you think it's a better league league than the NCAA, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's grown men. Yeah, grown men. We've talked about this. You guys the second-best pro league in the world. Well, you got the Euro Leagues, right, and then all them. Um, I think the NBL is better than the Euro Leagues. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No. It's up there. It's, it's, a, it's a formidable league. It's a formidable league. But before we get too distracted, I know we're having some fun with the Jeremy Lin, Lonzo Ball banter. Kyle and Nick, how do you guys feel about LaMelo Ball? Pat's out. I'm in. What do you guys think? Uh, I like him. I'd take him, like, top three. Okay. Nick? I like him. I, lo- I mean, I, I just said how great I think the NBL is. Yeah. Tearing <laughs> that league up. All right. So. All right. Better than Lonzo? Yeah. yeah I think oh, yeah. he will be. Right. Right. No, and we no. might have a future all-star in, in the in Lamelo Ball. Which Ooh, I see Alonzo next year. Let's What's see that? how that shot that shot holds up in the NBA. Who's Lamelo's? Lamelo. Hey, didn't Lonzo talk about how he came to the Pelicans? Ah, oh, damn, I'm missing his name. There's a trainer on the Pelicans. If you watch the evolution of his shot, it's crazy. Yeah, no, Lonzo's shot has gotten a lot better. I'll give him that. It's He's still averaging not... like five threes a game during that stretch, boys. I don't think Lamelo's shot was that weird. I thought his was more normal than Lonzo's. It's it is, but it's it's still from the same family. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does totally makes sense. Yeah, on the family. It's that ball shot. Yep. Hey man, if he he's gonna get dropped ninety two in the NBA like he did in high school, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was so absurd. Oh. 
the way that their teams used to play was crazy. Like, he wouldn't even come down the court on defense, and that was how they were coached to play. He was they, like, they I don't care now. if they score. They're going to get tired out. That's what they won so much. They, didn't they win, like, the state championship, Chino Hills, that year, went undefeated? I don't think they – I think they lost in the state finals. Okay. Right. But uh, I, I just – it's crazy that he would just get them in sick shape and they would just tire the other team out and be like, yeah, they'll score 80, but we'll score 150. <laughs> I need to tell this quick – are we done talking about LaMelo? Because I got to tell this quick story. Go it's completely it. off topic. Go ahead. Okay. It, it, this is at request of, of uh, Zambi here. So we're watching Jurassic World whenever ago, and uh, a Dairy Queen commercial came up. I just had that tonight. You had Dairy Queen? Yeah, I just had a blizzard. <laughs> oh, a blizzard. Okay, so when I was a kid, my neighborhood friends and I, we all biked to Dairy Queen, and I'd be in last place. I was the youngest of the bunch, the weakest. I'd take forever to get there. Anyway, we'd get to the Dairy Queen, and typically you get like a blizzard or Sunday. Not me. I got the chili cheese dog. And I need to tell you, yeah, Kyle, I'm telling you, I know you're making that face right now, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, man. Well, I get the blizzard, of course. Get this, is <laughs> this is pre crime. This is pre crime. I would get from Dairy Queen. That's absurd. I would get the blizzard with it, but I get these chili cheese dogs, man, and they were so tasty. I don't know what they did to them, and they had it was hot dog, chili, and like cheddar cheese sprinkled on top, and I would down these things, man. I'd be like. Is I have them every time I went. I couldn't resist them. They were delicious. That I was think. also Luca Magnata's favorite order at uh, Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, they were delicious. And then they changed the recipe on that, and I couldn't eat them anymore. I haven't had one in years. But the old chili cheese dog of Dairy Queen, I used to down those things. And Nick, I, Nick wanted me to tell that, that story on the podcast because he thought it was foul. And I'm telling you. Yeah, it is. Well, you, listen, think you, I, you think you know a person, and then and then he's eating chili cheese dogs yeah. from Dairy Queen. Oh, but you guys, Blizzard, that's like uh, that got to be one of the worst combinations I've ever heard in my life. Everyone that I was with thought it was disgusting as well. I thought it was like vile. <laughs> I couldn't resist them though, man. And I'm, I might say this. Well, this might be a big claim to make, but I am, I perhaps the pickiest eater of all time. Perhaps one of them. Nick's shaking his head yes. Pat's shaking his head yes. One of. You like. Yeah. You won't of. touch a vegetable. That's not true. I've gotten better. Pat, okay, Pat, okay. Pat has witnessed. I had Just corn. That was, like, and, uh, that was like one time. Corn and peas. I tried corn. I tried peas. And I, got, I stomached them both. I did good with them. But I think we should do a segment you on You could stomach a chili cheese dog followed by a blizzard. <laughs> you can stomach some fucking peas, bro. Listen, listen, this is what I'm getting to. This is a perfect transition. Now, I'm putting my life on the line here, boys. So I need, you guys need to appreciate this. I propose an idea to Pat where every week I put a blindfold on and he puts a random plate of food in front of me. And we'll do this live on the podcast. And I just had to eat it. He doesn't tell me what it is as long, you know, as I'm not allergic to it. Like I'm allergic to mustard. That's a weird thing. And, and shellfish, so no mustard or shellfish, but like may, put any vegetable in front of me or like, you know, chicken and broccoli. I think people do like grilled chicken and broccoli, right? Yeah, well, that is a thing. Well, you're not getting the chicken because of course you're going to eat that. Okay, yeah, but what if like, I think I'd be able to tell though right away if that was just broccoli in front of me. So I think. Well, how would you? Blind. How would you tell? You should actually guess what it is. You're blindfolded. Well, I think I'd smell it. You see the size of his nose, bro? Come you on. Don't, you don't eat it though. How would you know? Well, I smell it. It's always at the dinner table. I, I know the smell. And I know to stay far away. I don't know, dude. I don't think I think a lot okay, of fine, green fine. vegetables smell the same. Okay, well then fine. You put we you gotta cook them good though, okay? As good as you can. Next time we're in person, we cook some vegetables, put a blindfold on old McGee, and I do a live reaction. And if I vomit on the podcast, I vomit on the podcast. We're not gonna cut it. Everyone's just gonna have to listen to it. I'm gonna have the trash can in front of me doing whatever. Yeah. I like we'll put like a we'll put like a uh, trash can bib or a trash bag bib on you. Okay, trash bag bib. That'll be good. Now we need to come up with a neg- name for this segment. It could be like maybe just Sean tries it or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah, think we'll, of something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but, I, don't know. We, I think that could be a future segment on the show. Expanding my palate. Could be. <laughs> that could be the name. Expanding my palate. Expanding. Oh, on the game. Yeah, it's expanding. I wanted to mention something. Uh, Zambella said that uh, he said that the eating the chili cheese dog from Dairy Queen was a pre-crime. 
Yeah. If you ever watched the movie Minority Report, it's an old Tom Cruise movie. They, uh, <laughs> what never- they were doing this movie is they would, they would like put on a headset and put these goggles on and it would, they would have these three, like these three special people that would predict the future or predict future crimes. And I think <laughs> if they put that headset on, if they had that right now, oh, man, they'd, be looking, they'd be looking into you. Eating oh, stop it, man. Stop it, man. It's not a crime. Right it was tasty. It was tasty. <laughs> By the way, I want to get your weird food. If you guys have any weird food things that you did, I'm sure everyone has one. You guys definitely are like, whether it's dipping the nuggets in the Frosty, which everyone seems to actually like. But anyway, why don't we quick break some news real quick. Jalen Hurts to wear number two on the Eagles, which I thought would be weird because I thought that maybe they retire that for David Akers. But just wanted to throw that in there, get on the record. Number two for Jalen Hurts, sticking with the Alabama number, number two. But anyway, can you guys think of any weird food or weird food combination that you guys like. Um, Mine was the chili cheese dog from Dairy Queen. I used to eat, like, I used to not like meat on my hoagies. So I would just, when my mom ordered hoagies, I would just get a roll with shredded lettuce on it. And I would just that's eat that. Crazy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Terrible. That's no, like, that's no, it's not terrible. Yourself. It is good. <laughs> it's good, dude. Red and lettuce? Put any, like, type of yeah. sauce on there? No, no sauce, no cheese. A roll with lettuce. That's weirder than my thing, dude. That's much weirder than a hot dog with chili and cheddar cheese on it. You no, know, the but, food you're bro, eating a hot dog, is weird. A hot dog I don't with think chili, chili and cheddar yeah. is weird. No, I think the, the fact that you part. got it from Dairy Queen. Okay. Yeah. That's the weird part. Fine. Yeah, that's the weird part. All right. How about you? Like, anyone do, like, ketchup on bread? Just straight ketchup on bread. No, I, I definitely have some weird ones I can't think of right now. Yeah, I definitely but, do some weird Because I eat so much food, like, in general, like, so many different types of food that I definitely have some weird. Some I've never heard of lettuce on a roll. No, not many people have. It's a delicacy. Delicacy. <laughs> that's a northeast. That's a northeast delicacy <laughs> yeah. right there, Kyle. Right there. I oh, I got maybe one. we try that. Do that for one of the things. Don't tell me what week we do yeah, it. Yeah. Just give me a roll with lettuce on it, and I'll bite into it. And I'll be like, oh god, your life will be changed forever. I got I, one. Oh, go ahead, Pat. Back in my the Seven Eleven taquito days, sometimes I would get the Seven Eleven taquitos and dip them in ketchup. Oh, no. Ew. Oh, that is disgusting. Now, I can't talk too much crap because I was – I think I was the one that started that 7-Eleven taquito train for us. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you, you started it, but I got pretty addicted to them. Yeah, you got addicted to them. After a night out, we'd all, there's a 7-Eleven by this bar that we like to go to, and I, I would always get these taquitos, and everyone would give me all this grief for it, and i say, hey, you got to try these taquitos. Just like I did with this chili cheese dog. Hey, you guys got to try this chili cheese dog. And everyone thought they were disgusting. And then they tried them and they love them. Now, you can't really eat them sober too often or else, you know, you're not going to like them. Yeah. Stomach will fall out of your ass. (laughs) It is perfect for a night after the bars. Perfect for like that. Anyway, do we have anything else we want to talk about, boys, or should we wrap it up? We're getting close to an hour here, it looks like. so. Um, Got said everything I said. Good. Okay. Hey, Kyle, Pat, or Kyle and Nick. I also said everything I said. Yeah, same here. I think I'm good. We have said everything we have said. That is going to conclude this episode of Cellar Dwellers. Episode number six, I think. Pat, I think you came up with a perfect title for the episode this week. We've said what we've said. That is it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out, fellas. See ya. All right.